Stuff bloated me up. I'm not should kidding we, you. Should we explore this? You know, when you were a boy, how, what was your relationship with sodium when you were a boy? You know? I was the kid in class that people would be like, "Hey, this looks like a drug. You should snort it for five dollars." And I'd be like, "Okay, salt? No. Crush, crush up a rocket? Fine, I'll do it." Uh, <laughs> bits of erasers, chalk dust, you name it. Let's go. Oh man, that explains a lot. And you're a smart guy too. I mean, think how much smarter you could have been. If I was just snorting eraser you, dust, you never a thin layer of eraser <laughs> dust around your. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Homer Simpson with the crayon off his nose. You know? Absolutely, hundred percent. It just like unlocks something, and then I snorted a little too much, and it just fucked it all up. <laughs> someday you know french press okay maybe that's what i'm saying but maybe your next step is getting like not folgers beans like you've you've been doing that like what are you what are you drinking oh i i got a folgers like to just have like coffee that is always around like but i i have other like i got for christmas like a starbucks one and uh and uh i won this thing in my office that that i want some bingo game some gift prize thing for for the holiday party and all that and it, it had it had some dope colombian coffee in it okay small ass bag though so like i'm already through it pretty much uh, okay pots of coffee. and it's already through you probably in like fucking 20 minutes that shit is i mean we're on the same plane everything's running through us today check engine like because here comes a fucking oil change real quick yeah, man, that, all i do is Podcast neuroses connecting connection established. It's a dial-up tone for fucking when we were children. Uh, what's dial-up? What is dial-up? <laughs> what are floppy disks? It's a save icon. That's what that is. <laughs> it's two eleven p.m. Sunday, January 9th, twenty twenty-two. Welcome to episode sixty-three of the fucking a podcast. We are your hosts. The platonic roommates, Bert and Ernie, back to bring you another episode of Bullshittery and Podcast Magic. Ernie, where am I, Bert? Who are, no, you're Bert. I, Look at you. What, what are the like? What are the established roles of Bert and Ernie, though? Like, who's what? Like, who's the bottom? I mean, <laughs> yeah, Bert's taller, so <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably I'm taller, aren't I? I can't I know, remember. Er, no, nah, Ernie time. seems more like lovey. Like, hey there, Bert, give me a hug. So he's probably <laughs> he's probably the bottom for sure. So Bert's the one who comes home from a stress day at work. Exactly. Like, like, ah, he's gonna <laughs> fuck you in the ass, Ernie. It just there we go. 
That's an aggressive start to the episode. Uh, this is uh, Dan and Matt, fucking A, in the comedy podcast. 63 episodes together. Platonic, but you 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 jump in the gun on me here, or either that or or the symbiotic connection that we established is ahead of the game because I got something for you right off the bat here, man. I've really been I've been ruminating on it as as longtime friends and and partners and, and podcast co-hosts. So I'm gonna read you this. I'm gonna read you this little interesting piece here. And I want you to tell me what you think of this idea because I'm I'm really considering it. So give me the juice, Bert. There's <laughs> <laughs> jokes in there somewhere, but I'm gonna let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> April, Lexi, Lee, and Renee Wong have been best friends since they were 12. After supporting each other through the highs and lows of life, school, and boyfriends, they took their relationship to the next level by becoming platonic life partners. Oh, goodness. For Jay Gerchero, 24, a platonic life partnership just made sense after realizing how much her life goals aligned with her best friend, Crystal, who she met in 2012 and had filled her life with companionship, love, laughter, and adventure. That's what you do for me, Ernie. Companionship, love, You're laughter. You're pretty good too, Bert. And adventure, of course. Your yellow skin is gorgeous. And your balding hair on the one piece of the top of your head. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to raise kids the same way. We have the same ideas as what finances should look like. We're already symbiotic in how we work. I mean, dog. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. took one biology class. <laughs> There's no reason to keep on waiting to hopefully find a partner who's going to align with all those things that also happens to be romantic and or sexual in nature when it just made sense to start building the life that we wanted to live together. I mean, I, like, like already on the astral plane together, 200 kilometers apart, but like one mind... I mean, there's two microphones, but really, this this is this is one singular podcast. This, this is a NOS track, you All we need is one mic. We use two, though. But I, do you I'm, think these I'm girls, in, dog. Do, do you think these girls are fucking? They just don't want to talk about it. Oh no, it's it's women and men. Apparently, this is this is a new like uh, uh, millennial Gen Z trend. I, I I'm I, trying to make sense of it too. Tired of dating? I guess <laughs> marry your best friend and fuck other people. I guess like. That's what I was going to say. So what happens when you meet someone who's like, what the fuck? I don't want anything to do with that. Okay. Well, the article gets into that a little bit. And apparently the whole point is that you can still fuck around all you want. It's just like in terms of marriage and, and relate committed relationships, like you can still have those according to these people, but it's like, legally speaking, I I'm married to my, you, I've married my podcast co-host. Sorry, baby, but we can fuck and we can get down. But, but I get my tax breaks elsewhere. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. Like that's right. That's right. There's a limit to how far this can go because there's I'm a limit to the style in my apartment because I'm with another straight heterosexual male in a relationship for financial purposes. <laughs> Cindy Darnell, a certified clinical sexologist. I mean, this is what I've been known as for most of my life too. Absolutely, <laughs> says platonic partnerships can absolutely be as successful as traditional marriage because partnership is based on shared values. If you want to create a partnership based on values that are meaningful to you as individuals, I actually think that that's a better model than the notion of romance, which we know is fickle. She adds, to rely on something as unreliable as romance for a contract as heavy as co-parenting and marriage seems to be why these things seem to be diametrically opposed on some level. Historically, oh, okay, marriage isn't about love, she points out. Okay. So this is like cutting through the bullshit. 
you know, through the Hallmark movies and the and the rose bunches and the chocolates and the Valentine's Day and the anniversary. This is just it's all bullshit and it's all not going to work anyway. So you might as well marry your friends or your podcast it, hosts. This girl sounds like she had a kid with someone she hates. Like, <laughs> like, yo, what do, what do you mean? There's no reason. Like, you don't you don't love the person you fuck and have a kid with? Like, shit, Apparently dog. not. Apparently not. When we think about the origins of marriage, it was never about love, and it was certainly never about romance. It's only ever been about asset management. Hey, Haley, the only reason I'm with you is asset management, <laughs> according to this study. Oh. <laughs> she said, asset. she replies, you What, <laughs> what said, was the I rebuttal? I have more money than her, so who's really here for asset management? (laughs) (laughs) You've been had. You've been had. Fuck. So fuck on Tinder. Marry your homies. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you have a picture of dicks on your phone, hon? It's for the boys. Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's for my homies. FTB. Fuck on Tinder. Marry your homies. So we're in a platonic podcasting partnership the three p's <laughs> what do i mean what are we writing for matt i want i want to surprise you here on this episode i'm just trying to- three hours of comedy podcasting i'm getting down on a metaphorical one mic knee will you be my platonic podcasting partner forever Yo, there's cameras please, on me right now right please say yes i'm in the, like a public <laughs> forum why would you why would you propose to me in such a manner uh, yes, right, wink, all wink, our wink. listeners, all our listeners are waiting desperately to hear your answer. Talk off camera, but yes, I do. <laughs> never not, clubs, applause, applause. It's not, you know, Matt's never been fully committed to me as a co-host. I'm just trying to think of how awkward it would be to like be the groundbreaking people that are in these platonic relationships. Cause you go to, you go to date somebody and they're like, Oh, so like, what's up? Like you married, you're single. You're like, well, I'm kind yeah. of in a, platonic relationship with my best friend like oh like 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 you imagine next christmas like i come home and like you come with me and they're like oh matt what's up like hey like joining us for christmas this year and i'm like yeah uh, actually just put my arm around you just be like matt and i are now married a platonic a platonic friendship where i come with you eh that's that what's up (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're just in a you know friendship we just come together it's all right it's whatever it sounds like something ernie might be in really Bert and Ernie were a platonic <laughs> partnership. They're Wink. just sla- they're just Wink. slapping it together at the same time. Oh, Bert. Right. <laughs> Turn the sound back on, please, Bert. Yo, I forgot to I forgot to tell you this story last week. It was about Christmas and a and okay. a gift I received. Now, oh. uh, kind of a tradition that's almost started to become a tradition um, is that every year I get a watch for Christmas from Haley. Like. Okay. Fossil citizen, like decent little watch. And I've got a couple of them now and I like them. Right. So that's yeah. kind of been our, our thing. Right. So this year I'm, I'm like waiting. I wonder, am I going to get a watch? It's like, Oh, look, sure enough. I did. So I get this fossil box. Right. And I open it up and she's smiling. She's like, you know, Merry Christmas, open your watch, whatever. I open the lid and her face changes and she looks a little concerned. Now <laughs> I'm looking at the watch and the watch is nice. And I'm like, yo, like everything. All right. And she goes, yeah, but that's not the watch I ordered. I'm like, oh, oh, that sucks. Like, okay, well, like, you know, if this one's worth like less and like, the one you got is like really nice and special, what like, yo, call them, get your money back. We'll ship it. It's okay. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything yeah. wrong. Got shipped. 
but the watch in the box was nice. So I'm like, shit, like I like this. Like, don't even worry. Like if, unless it's a big price difference, get your money back. Right. Like, otherwise I don't care. So I pull this thing out. I'm looking at it. It's beautiful. And she's like, okay. She says, but I got something engraved on the back. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was personal. Like, fuck, I'm sorry. She goes, what does it say on this one? Is there anything engraved? Dog, I flipped this watch over. Checked the engraving. I look at her, smile. Says, fuck off, Clarence. (laughs) 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 So so now I got a fucking watch that says, fuck off, Clarence. Do you have this on your, in your vicinity currently? Do you want to see it? Give me five seconds. Edit this out after. That's fine. That's fine. No, I'm leaving it in. This is where our dynamic ad podcasting break will go right here. <laughs> I'm just going to fill the awkward space in between by thanking you for listening to this episode of the fucking a podcast. Myself and Matt know that you have options when choosing comedy podcasts to listen to during your day. And we thank you for picking this podcast and enjoying it. Matt has returned. Matt, show me what you got. Show me what you've got. Here's the watch. Just, Here's said watch. Me. Okay. Show me. Okay. You can't see. Nice watch. This nice, is a right? real. This is effective for an audio medium. Truly. Dark leather. This is a nice. Leather. It's a you know sort of dark steel with a little leather band. All right. Flip it over. I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to see this though. Oh, there it is. Fuck off, Clarence. Oh my That's god. The, straight up, dude. Straight Amazing. up. So I fucking I fucking laugh my ass off when I open this shit, right? I'm so like, some, what? so what, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Somewhere in the world right now, some guy named Clarence is getting a watch that says love you, baby, or some shit on it. Like it says some bullshit like I want you around all the time or like something oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got fuck off Clarence. <laughs> so uh basically I told I'm like, yo, listen, I'm like try to get your money back, but I want to keep this watch. Like this yeah. this joke is worth far more than any other. Like I'm keeping this watch. That is, that's she, invaluable. Like, so she like angrily messaged them or whatever. I was like, this is like my my kid opened this on Christmas and it was so they're like, we're deeply sorry. Like, please send the watch back. And she's like, no, like I want to keep it. Like, set you send me a watch. I'm not paying for sh- like fuck blah blah blah. And they're like, no, please send the watch back. So we just stop answering because I want to keep it. Okay. I really want to keep it. That is that is. I feel like that's a better story and a more memorable watch to actually have. Hundred percent. 100%. What, if, what if the loving message of your watch like rekindled the platonic friendship of Clarence and whoever angrily told him to fuck off? Maybe. It was actually a divorce watch at Christmas. Like she found out that he was cheating and he was going to like open the box. Oh, like, oh my God. What's it say? <laughs> fuck off. I know you've been fucking that skank in your she's, So she's like filming like, like yeah, I'm going to catch exactly. my husband. Open it up. Oh, <laughs> I want you around all the time. Oh baby, I love you. Wait, what? Oh shit. Fuck you, you are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Clarence, man. Uh, or or lucky fuck. Clarence. I don't really know. I, I really would like to know the story behind that watch. Uh, if you know. know, if you happen to be the person who was either Clarence or was buying Clarence that watch, please email us. FNEH podcast at gmail.com. I have, I odds, have but a- still. I have a literal fucking talking point on my wrist for the rest of time at house parties and shit. Like I could just show up and if there's yeah. dead silence and like, I'm like, it's awkward. I don't know these fucking people. I'd be like, yo, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Talk, make small talk. And then, <laughs> you know, keep putting my watch in their face over and over and be like, not saying anything about it, but just subtly putting it. And they go, Hey, so what's up with your watch? Nice watch. <laughs> oh, oh, funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
What do you think of Matt? He's a nice guy, but he's got this weird thing with his watch. He kept like he kept awkwardly bending his wrist, waving and, like, it in my, in my face, face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time claiming it if you ever lose it. Like that's my watch right there. What's your name, Matt? Why does it say "fuck off, Clarence" on it? Uh, <laughs> It's my middle name. I think it'd be a pretty easy thing, though. If you're like, Lawson, what's your watch look like? Okay, look, it's a black fossil watch. But, 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 if you flip it oh, over. You're like, you're like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Which watch is yours? It's the one that says, fuck off Clarence on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Tarantino would approve. This sounds like a Quinn Tarantino scene. Like, he could write much better dialogue and deliver this fantastically. Yeah. This feels like that actually, that's like a real-life sitcom moment you live through. Yeah, absolutely. Right Absolutely, dog. Like Larry David wrote that shit. It sounds fake. I'll take a photo of it. I'll take a photo of it and upload it on the Twitter account. Send it to me. Shoot it over. Send it to the listeners. They must. They must feel Clarence's pain. So there could be a fucking shitty blog out there somewhere that would write a whole article on this. Guarantee you. Oh my God! This is a buzz clickbait BuzzFeed article incoming. This guy expected mm-hmm. a loving watch from his girlfriend. What he got was a shocker. Like, yeah, comment section. This is a fucking shill ad for fossil. For fossil. You cook, <laughs> Lawrence. Fuck off. Oh, this is the greatest story ever. It's it's funny, unexpected. It's embedded advertising right into it. Oh man, you're right. Yeah, this I don't content. think fossil wants that though. Be like, yeah, that's right. We accidentally sent fuck off Clarence to a different customer. Mm, oops, oops. We buy our like, stuff. So lucky it wasn't a grandma or something. Right? No fucking kidding. So KFC is always making moves. We know that. I mean, long-time KFC shills right here. Yeah, Cardi B out there. They're making money moves, bro. I'm going to say, right? So they're entering now that beyond impossible faux meat dimension. Just um, uh, imagine where this is going, right? So KFC restaurants nationwide will add Beyond Meat's plant-based chicken to its menus for a limited time. I have so many questions. Uh, shoot. Take a jump shot. What kind of bones you got in that shit? You got like a fucking, like a plastic cylinder that has like chicken attached to it. Is it like a, what, how, how are they doing this? That's an interesting Is question it- about the beyond meat sphere. Like you're right. You can't like, you can't make like a bone in pork chop beyond, you know, impossible bone ins, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> impossible bone ins. Yeah. <laughs> you're right it has to be boneless chicken although i mean was kfc chicken ever really chicken to begin with were we ever totally sure it was authentic chicken i mean well people have had feathers in there so i'm gonna say yeah i guess yeah it could be from a pheasant it could be from a pigeon <laughs> steroid pigeons you know they steroid. have a, their, own, their own secret stash so the launch comes after years of testing from the Yum Brands chain and Beyond Meat to create a meat substitute that mimicked the taste and texture of whole muscle chicken, like chicken breast. Uh, honest to God, that to me, again, is what I think KFC has been for decades, is mimicking the taste of re- re- real regular chicken. <laughs> the popular fried chicken chain is counting on customers making healthier choices to fulfill typical New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution is to eat healthier Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, how can I? That's like the guy that's like, yo, give me the extra large combo. I need an extra large fry. Super-sized Diet drink. Coke. Diet Coke, please. <laughs> I'm working on my New Year's resolution. Well, I like year. the taste. <laughs> and this, oh, comes from, this actually comes from the president of KFC, which, by the way, what a, I mean, that's a title. That's what I aspire to be one day. It's January, so it's a time of New Year's resolutions of wanting to do something different in your diet. New year, new me, 
still going to KFC. Like, oh, they got impossible chicken on the menu now. Okay. There you go. That's a bar and a half, bro. New year, new me. I'm still going to KFC. Look at me, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Should I start back with the beatboxing again? I was doing while you were getting your your grocery order. Come back in a Colonel Sanders outfit. Thank you. So more Americans are embracing a so-called flexitarian diet in which consumers cut down on their meat consumption for health and environmental reasons, driving the growing popularity of plant-based substitutes. Flexitarian. You got people on the internet calling themselves flexitarians, Just unironically. Fucking making shit up. Like, now, unironically, be like, I'm a flexitarian. <laughs> like, what are you, that sounds like some fucking, that sounds like Eric Andre you'd run into on a beachfront. Just run up to you and, I'm a flexitarian, man. Just start flexing on you. Thank you. All right, dude. Like, have a good day. Take it easy, bro. To promote the new menu item, YouTube star Liza Koshy will start in the star in the plant-based chickens ad campaign in the latest partnership between fast food chains and influencers. I am fucking outraged by that. Not us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have not been. Selected. Are you kidding me? We talked about K- sixty-three. You know, like seventy hours of of comedy podcasting. Right? We talked about KFC for like forty percent of it, and not a call. Nothing. 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 My phone. No, no rings. Nothing. Mister, what's this? Where's Where's the president? Chicken president man here, Kevin Hawkman. Kevin Hawkman. What's call up, your boy Bezo? I don't. You know, look. I don't want to. I don't call in those space favors from Bezo unless I got to. That's that's. You got to keep that he's in the back on, pocket. He's busy on his yacht that drives him out to his other yacht somewhere. You know, he's he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's occupied. I'm just I'm outraged, and I'm hurt. I'm not even outraged. I'm hurt that KFC wouldn't think of us. You know, one day, bro. One day. Yeah. One day we'll get to the point where it's like episode 748, and it's just <laughs> this KFC meme still goes. Setting me we'll a bucket a of chicken. We'll we, will, we will feast on a on a 12-piece together in person one day that we didn't pay for that KFC actually just gave to us. Like, you guys, okay. we know you. Quickly, quickly. I got questions about yep. the article here, but Hit me. we're going to eat a 12-piece with sides. Yo, what sides do you like from KFC? Just really, this is a friendship question. I'm just, this is, oh, this I'm, is for I me, mean, not for the listeners. Well, I can't eat most of it anymore, but... Oh, yeah, never mind. I was a Big Mac. I was a Big Mac guy. I wanted that macaroni, you know? Yeah, that shit. Yeah. Dog, cold salads are fucking nasty. I don't understand them. Hey, who wants? I don't want cold mayonnaise and cold potato and cold noodle and fuck that shit, bro. Coleslaw's no, only okay. the mac. Okay. Only the mac. Coleslaw is weird. I still don't understand the. I just. I to this day, I don't understand coleslaw as a food. Period. Vinaigrette based is delicious when you use like actual real it's like soylent fucking... green. Like it's fucking weird. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, like, it's soylent green. What dog. it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta use like nice cabbage, like red cabbage with like a pickle. Yeah, uh, look at you. You're talking, you're shit talking cold mac and cheese, but you're like, I'd like me some mayo smeared cabbage. No, 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 no. Fuck mayonnaise based coleslaw. I'm talking about okay. vinegar based coleslaw. Oh, Only okay. vinegar. Only okay. vinegar based. All right. Anyway, All right. that was just for me and my own personal enjoyment. But the chicken here, how, like, I, I, what fucking texture is, how are they gonna make that shit? And, and that, how are they going to deal with the bone? Like, is it all going to be just breasts? I know you don't have all it's the answers. Be it's like, got to be boneless, right? Because again, like you're right, you can't you can't fake a you can't fake a bone. So it's just innuendo in there again as well. But no, you I can. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you? <laughs> but I don't know how you do. First of all, you're replacing KFC, which is like such a low grade of chicken to begin with. So the bar that they have to clear is is already low. It's objectionably low, absolutely. 
Like, it's not like Popeye's being like, you know, we subbed our chicken out for some, for some impossible chicken. I'm a fucking caveman, though. I feel like you could hand me one, both of them, and they'd be like, which one's fake? And I, it's so shit. I'd be like, this one's fake. And they'd be like, psych. <laughs> That's the real chicken, like, idiot. Oh, shit. I'd be that guy. You're saying that, again, because we're always making, uh, why I'm outraged by KFC not reaching out to us, because, again, we always come up with advertising campaigns for them on the show, and then, you know, they don't even consider us for a free bucket. But you're telling me we should revive the old Coke-Pepsi commercials? You know, where they're like, take a sip of both. Which one is, which one do you prefer? But then like do like regular KFC and beyond KFC and like Absolutely. put them under different buckets. Like you, you, you raise each bucket and you're like, take a bite of each piece. That's coming. Each boneless wing. You know, KFC's changed up their marketing campaign. So it's going to be that, but extreme version. We're like, holy fuck, dude. Like chug a thing. I'm out and dude. Spin like around firing and- chicken with like a like chicken gun. <laughs> Oh, I can't taste the difference. <laughs> yeah, he blasted my teeth out of my skull. I can't even eat this anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Making moves, KFC. Keep it going. God. Fucking KFC. I haven't been inside of like an actual like KFC in, in forever. I've gone to like food court ones, man. But I went to McDonald's the other night um, to get a coffee. I had a break from work. It was late at night. I'm working late. Yeah. Now I'm going to get myself a coffee. I'm walking outside. And this chick's basically got her tits out. And here's the thing. You're like on Danforth, downtown Toronto. Like it's, that's whatever. Like I, okay. you look, you look back. It's like, that's nothing. <laughs> the reason it shocked me though, is because it's fucking cold. It was like, you know, minus eight, minus nine. I'm like, yo, put your tits away. Like, what are you doing? You freeze your nipples off here. Right. So I go into the McDonald's. No, sure enough. She comes in after, right? Sure enough. She liked what she mask. saw. She saw you. She saw a tasty little snack. I know, right? Uh, she's like, ooh, who's this guy all bundled up that I can't see anything on him. He's so fucking cold. <laughs> it's a lot of mystery on this guy. Uh, enigmatic, if you if you might. Anyway, so I get in there, and she's not wearing her mask. And the security guard's, like, kind of starting to walk up to her. And then she puts her mask on. So that's whatever. Not a not a big deal. But the woman wait, in front wait, of- wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Mask on, but tits out? Yes, bro. Straight okay. up. Just Straight I had to establish <laughs> the narrative Straight here. Straight up. Okay. Woman in front of me turns- looks at her and turns back like a totally regular ass interaction of if someone walks in, you just would look, turn your head and right. back. no staring, nothing. Well, tits out girl walks over. She's like, you know, it's fucking rude to stare. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Here we fucking go, man. So the woman in front of me, not knowing that, you know, she's obviously in downtown Toronto and there's a crazy woman starting some shit with you. Just fucking shake your head and ignore it. Like, don't even, don't even entertain no. this. Well, does the opposite. It's like, I'm not staring, honey. Like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And the woman's like, yo, fuck you. You want me to call my fucking daddy to come down here? I don't think he'd appreciate that. And I'm here. I'm like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Follows it up with, you want to see my fucking tits, bitch? And the girl's like, no, nah, honey. Like, I'm not a lesbian. Like, keep her tits in your shirt. Like, what do you what do you want about? Bro, Whoa. it starts going. The McDonald's managers in the back come out. And they're like, yo, like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. The security guard the whole time, though, standing in the corner, just standing there. I'd say a word. Keep in mind, it's a 5'4 girl that's like as thick as a fucking, like a broom handle. Tiny one. It's terrified. Uh, terrified. Yeah. Just standing in the corner, right? The interaction keeps going on. The manager literally walks over to the security guard, and I fuck, I can't believe I heard this because he tried to say it quietly, but because it was so loud in there, he was talking louder than he should have. And he says to her, I'd much rather do your job and get paid your salary than do both our jobs and get paid my salary. So fucking do something about it. And then storms off, right? And then this is when it's just fucking ramps up. 
tits out girl starts fucking screaming, calling this woman the N-word. She's like, you fucking N-word. <laughs> I just want to get a fucking burger. And the woman's like, yo, you fucking bitch. Like, what the fuck? I'm here to feed my fucking kids. And like, I'm just standing there the whole time, staring straight ahead at the cashier. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? And the woman looks at me and like locks eyes with me and like waves me forward. She's like, have you been helped? I'm like, I just want a coffee. And she goes, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, you give me a medium coffee. She's like, don't worry on us. Gives me the coffee. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, man. Yo. Yeah. Like a dollar 50 at goods. Like, here you go, sir. Sorry. But whoa, my takeaway from this, the crazy interaction is whatever. That's fine. My whole takeaway is why is security so fucking useless? And what is the point of having security? The same shit when you were at subway and the woman looked at you to be like, can you help me? Yeah, well, got- that's why, because these security, like those security firms hire, it's just a job and they don't have legal authority to like carry a gun or like they can't protect themselves. Like they're, it, it, most of them are just there to, to scare off regular rubes who are like thinking about stealing an extra sip from the soda machine. That's it. Like they're not there to stop two insane people from throwing down. Like, yeah, like what the fuck is the point though? That's my, that's what I'm saying. Like, their, why are their you job is to exactly that scare off like regular people who might think of doing something slightly unseemly and call the police if they have to, but that's it. They're, they're, they're like, they're not act. They have no authority or ability to do anything. And anybody, and any like big ass dude who like could kick some ass is probably working as a bouncer or something like that. You know, that's true. That's true. It's just a shitty job. Like that's, there's no authority in those places. Like McDonald's needs to like hire their own private militia and like put, post them up with like AK 47s fucking incoming road. What'd you say to me, bitch? <laughs> Take it outside. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I'll see you later. Bye. So your oh, Monopoly man. pieces are expired. No, they're fucking not. Give me my, give me my free small soda. So it's 79 fucking cents. Don't be so... I, I have nothing. Nothing. Give me my fucking soda. Just bring in some guy with like arm to the teeth to like check if your Boardwalk Ave piece is like valid. <laughs> if it's legit because people make fake ones, dude. That was a huge <laughs> scam, bro. Watch a documentary on that shit. It's true. It's true. It's a good documentary. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a little bit crazy local. I... I I want to tell you about this story I was reading here in London where during the holidays, some guy apparently went into like a bunch of like a couple of LCBOs here with like an ax and just started smashing shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like bottles was just oh, like, yeah, did he, he destroyed like 20, $25,000 worth of booze. That's how much he, of a rampage. Is he out. like a reformed alcoholic or is he a serious alcoholic that's been like banned from the LCBO now? No, like, who knows? Like, a vendetta. It sounds like a vendetta because he goes into one, smashed up all the shit, and then went to another LCBO, smashed up even more shit before it's finally... targeted. It's not just like yeah. he hit 10 stores and four happened to be LCBOs. He's hitting yeah, some, LCBOs straight he up. He probably right. got asked to put his mask on once and, like, came back and said, I'll show you! Like, came roaring back with an a- like with an axe, too. For the international listeners, the LCBO is the licensed, you know, liquor place that you can buy. It's where we in, sell our booze in here Ontario. in Ontario, in, in Canada. We have them all over but not, the country. Not beer. You can buy beer, but there's a beer no, store. You, yeah. You can <laughs> buy beer at the LCBO. It's just more yeah. of a limited selection than, Absolutely. than a beer store. You know? But, yeah, that guy, that guy had him. That guy had I mean, can you imagine an axe? Like, just picture that. That's all I could imagine when I was reading the story. was, like, just clear-cutting, like, a whole row of vodka. Just, like, whoosh, like the satisfaction you'd get out of that crystal skulls are rip off <laughs> <laughs> great goose is really just kirkland <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you fucking rubes. <laughs> uh, just the pure, like, I mean, that, that must have felt so nice. That's you probably know? a dude that was like, you know, lined up at 9.59 a.m. when they open up at 10 or whatever it is every fucking day. And then one day, mm-hmm. like, he got it. He was a little too drunk when he went in there and caused a scene. And now he's been banned from his store. Oh, just fucking bastard. Show you what <laughs> I'm gonna now. show you, motherfuckers. Honey, give me my axe. Why? I'm gonna go buy some booze. Look <laughs> it over his shoulder, set out the door. Oh, God. Here he goes. Should I call I'm the gonna, police? I'm gonna keep it in the same realm. It, very specifically, same realm. I'm gonna give you the chart, this chart here. This is Ontario, the province of Ontario's favorite drinks. This is the number of months that a specific drink stayed top five in sales between February 2019 and September 2021. Do you follow, you follow what I'm saying so far? I'm following Get what you're the saying. Premise? Yep. So it's, it's, it's how many months you stayed on the charts, basically. This is a billboard list. Got you. Exactly. Coming in at number one, the most popular month-to-month booze in Ontario. Smirnoff's Berry Blast. Oh, 100%. They're never in stock when I go in that fucking... I don't even drink them, but they're always, like, low. For sure. Those are bumping, now, dude. Now, who's buying a lot of those? Like, is it, like, college white, girls or, like, guys are stinking them, too? Or, like... It's, it's college girls. It's white women in their, like, midlife. And then it's their husbands who are, like, hey, these actually aren't bad when they grab one from the cooler. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's 20, what that is. 24 months out of... About 30 stayed in the top five. I mean, that's that's solid performance. That's that's top tier performance. Berry Blast, second place, White Claws Hard Seltzer, Black Cherry flavor. Black Cherry is the most popular, eh? Oh, yeah. It's the only one that doesn't, it's it's the only one that actually has like a little bit of good flavor to it. You should, if you actually like seltzers, check out uh I think it's Cottage Springs is the is the brand. Black can, skinny. They're uh the the raspberry lemonade. This ones. is this is flexitarian booze, is what this fire says, right? fire, dude. That's what this I, is. This is like I want to be I want to be an alcoholic, but I don't want the calories. Correct, exactly. Right? Even the marketing is like that skinny black can, you know, straight up, dude. <laughs> I love those. I love those like beer commercials, like only fifty calories, like get plastered and barely have you know a bowl <laughs> of cereal. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. All right, third place, eighteen months, twisted tea. So that's a favorite right there. I love them, but like, give me one or two max outside any more than that. And it's like gut rot. Absolute. It's just a pit of sugar, dude. You don't feel like drinking. I mean, all of these so far, right? Like you don't feel like just pouring sugar down your face. (laughs) Of course, these are the most popular drinks. (laughs) Twisted teas, berry blast. You're going to see a trend here, right? Fourth place, neutral soda, lemon flavor. 17 months. They've gone hard on that shit. Is it neutral or natural? It's neutral, right? N-U-T-R-L. How? Neutral? Is that oh, supposed I thought to be? It was just, I thought it was just NTRL. Okay, so it's there's a U in there. Stupid shit that companies do now, is. where they spell words without the vowels all the time. I, it's you want to come up with a company name, take a regular word, remove all the vowels. Congratulations, you've invented a product. Dude, they were Easy. trying to give us fucking like gear for that shit when I was in New Brunswick at the fucking liquor store there. Like, you, there you, you go. get a hat or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want that. We're dude. gonna start a new podcast. It's gonna be called. It's just gonna be FKNH. That's the new podcast. We're rebranding. Uh, it's like it sounds like a radio station. <laughs> Welcome to FKNH Radio. 93.5. I'm your host, Bert. 
And I'm joined by Michael. We need a soundboard is what we need. <laughs> yeah. Bird nerdy. nerdy in the morning. Yeah. Hey, Bert. <laughs> you didn't move another cup. I'd listen to that. Okay, you so coming bastard. in fifth place, fifth place, White Claw comes back again with the hard seltzer mango. Then we got Mike's Hard Blue Freezy. 14 months on Mike hard, Mike's Hard Blue Freeze. Blue Freeze? Blue Freezy? I don't know. I have tomato, tomato. White Claw's hard seltzer, natural lime. I mean, White Claw just dominating. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is like when the Beatles released an album in the in you know like the sixties, like you know, all over the charts, the entire yeah. chart. Yeah, that's right. Cottage Springs, Ontario, Peach. Okay, Cottage. That's the company right there. That's man. the one you're going for. You okay. want the raspberry lemonade though? Georgian Bay's Gin Smash. Yeah, those I are mean, good. Actually, they're good. Uh, I like the word smash in any sort of liquor name. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. They're you good. Though. Had, them the a, bush. had them at a wedding. Then White Claw, White Claw comes back with its hard seltzer raspberry. And the final out of, out of the top 10, 12 here, there's, there's, these are all, you know, seltzers and coolers and stuff. Right. So we, we could see where the Ontario people are. People's trends are heading towards these berry flavored <laughs> seltzers. But the last place with just six months, is an actual pure liquor. Which liquor do you think it is that came in at the... Smirnoff. Fucking dead on. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. It's the Regular worst vodka Smirnoff. ever. It's the worst vodka. But it's like what? It's like a cheapest bottle you can get. Absolutely. I mean, by cheapest, I mean like only $43 for... <laughs> for a 40. Yeah. Fuck, man. Bastards. So that's, where, that's, that's, where, that's what's happening in the world of liquor in Ontario. Axes, clear-cutting shelves, and everybody's drinking berry-flavored seltzers. That's maybe this guy has, it like, stocks in fucking seltzer, bro. And he's just like, you fucking shit vodka. You're maybe. nothing like a goddamn seltzer. Smash. Yeah, he went in and just clear out, like, a whiskey shelf. He's like, this will make them all buy more neutral sodas. Neutral. 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 Nutella. Can we get some Nutella seltzers? Yeah. Was- <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yo, you, you ever had chocolate beer? <laughs> no. I can't say fan. that I have. I had, a, I had a taste of it. Like at a, at a- Chocolate beer. Can you describe it for us? Trash. <laughs> That's like not good. Not okay. good. Okay. It's like, it's, it was super hoppy. And then it had this like gross chocolate taste on the back that like wasn't. It was like imitation chocolate taste. So it just, oh God, it was horrible. Oh, just okay. fucking horrible. Yeah. I did one no. of those like flights. It was just like, hey, you want to taste? I was like, yeah, let me, let me try that one time. It was, it was oh. not good. This was years ago though. Ooh. Fuck that shit. Garbo. Ooh, no. Garbo. Negative review. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take the lead here. Uh, I want to talk about Stephanie oh. Nubs over there. Okay. All right. So yeah, we talked about. A couple of last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago, the the influencer 90-day fiance girl who, who was selling her farts in a jar. And then this past week, she apparently farted herself into the hospital, which although you contested this when I told you about it, apparently it was true. She did have a hospital stay. Apparently it was, yeah. She reports that it's because of the diet she was on, trying to sell these, trying to get those, cook up those pungent jar farts put her in the hospital with like a serious indigestion issue and now she's had to retire from her fart game i i like here's the i'm summarizing it but i don't know what to say beyond that I, i'm i'm oh, at a loss for words is that all okay great because i i have more to say after that because it's oh it's okay con- please this story is continued please but just to be quick so 
this girl's always about attention. So I'm, I'm skeptical of everything. Like, to be quite honest, like everything is a, is a PR move with this girl, which, Hey man, girl, make your money. It is what it is. But anyway, sure? I mean, like- so I, so I read the article last night again, right? Like I'm, and I'm looking through some shit and the way she described the pain she was feeling, bro. That's how I felt last night when I ate too much A&W and I told you I was bloated as fuck. And I was Whoa. like, I was like, all right, like I could see this because she was explaining how she couldn't like, she couldn't get any more air into her chest because um, she was so fucking bloated. And I felt the exact same way, bro. I, I don't know what's wrong with my so, stomach. Wait, 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 you, you criticized her for this story earlier in the week and then experienced it later in the week of your own accord as well. <laughs> so you're the boy yes. who cried. You're the boy who cried fart. Basically. 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 All right. So, so sure I was I like, all right, I feel a little, little better for her now, you know, like, all right, but here's the thing. As I'm reading it, another article popped up. Dog, she's taking it to the next level. Oh, boy. So since she's had to retire from the fart game, you know, she's on some contract work still. So if you give her enough money, she'll do it. But she's now selling fart jar NFTs. No. <laughs> yes, bro. Oh. For 0.05 Ethereum or about 200 bucks each. Now our fart jars are available in JPEG form tied to a blockchain receipt. Oh, I'm so going to right click on these things. Imagine the smell, uh, according to the website, is a quote here. Imagine, NFTs, literally imagine the smell. Imagine the smell. By a picture are, of her fart in a jar, a picture of her fart in a jar, and then imagine it smells. Just imagine. Just Doc, I'm, no, like team, this is why I'm team Comet. I mean, <laughs> like, just these just NFTs a, are just as beautiful, unique, and rare as my actual poots. You can practically <laughs> smell how delightful they are through the screen. Just use your imagination. Yeah, just fucking, just fucking end this planet already, please. Now at $200, $200 each, the first run, she has 5,000 NFTs, which means, theoretically, if she sells out, that's a million bucks. It's a million bucks, yeah. What? Ooh, it goes on, though. She hasn't completely abandoned the Gassity life either. 100 tokens will be redeemable for a real fart jar. According to the website, 70 NFTs will get you panties worn by my tis. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That's like 70 times. That's a lot of fucking money. It's like $1,400 to get a pair of panties. Doug, you wrong with you people. People like us, regular everyday people are just wasting their time. We're just, we, we wake up, we shower, we, we, we put on a fake happy face. We march to our jobs. We, we do shit. We hate all day. We get a paycheck every regular period. Why, why do we do, why, why why are we doing that? Like, why were we not out? Why am I not squeezing farts into mason jars and shipping them to people? Why don't I, why don't we start a catfish fart in a jar business? We'll just get a bunch of stock photos of some, some beautiful woman and we'll create like an OnlyFans account. And then you and I will just fart in jars and send them to people. But, but we'll like Photoshop the girl being like fart in a jar. Yeah. These people want, they want like, daily fucking texting and shit though bro they want you to be their their fucking fart Easy. waifu she she sells them for what 200 bucks a jar we'll sell mm-hmm. them for 150 we'll undercut this chick cash money look that's how Easy. that's how that's how capitalism works you know you make a business i make the same business but i sell it for less and then i put you out of business but then i corner the market Boop, raise my prices sorry no i'm the fart guy now I, excuse me <laughs> look at me I am the fart girl now. It's <laughs> like a Somalian girl. She's just farting know, in jars. I, like, I, I don't even know how to like, it's a funny story in its own route, but I don't even know how to approach it. It's just kind of like, 
it's almost too absurd. Have we have we finally reached a story that is just too absurd? It's the reality we live in is depressing, bro. It's fucking yeah. depressing. It's like it's like when Trump first got elected and and you know, people who read comedy and satire were like, "What the fuck do I do now?" <laughs> what now? <laughs> like, you've broken the fabric of reality. <laughs> like, How's the onion not out of business yet? Like they've been they've been struggling for years trying to write headlines that are like, is this a real no, is it? I don't I can't tell. It's not possible. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're just jealous haters. All right. I, I want your are. I want your opinion on this because this guy got suspended by jealous haters. Now a high school girls oh. basketball coach was suspended for a game. Because his team won the game 92 to four. This, this happens all the time. Should he be suspended though? Now I'm going to give you a little more details here. All right. Uh, so Jason Kirk, this man's name is suspended for one game. Uh, he's the head coach of Sacred Heart Academy in Hamden. Um, and they defeated the Wallingford Lyman high school 92 to four. So their team's undefeated. They're ranked third. Uh, so they're, they're a badass school, right? Um, this guy, Apparently they were raining threes all game, like showed no mercy. Like they, they were, like, they were the, not letting like off the gas. Throwing them up too, like fucking. Yeah, no, like hey guys, eight passes before shooting. Like just straight up, if you got a dunk, make sure you put it through your legs first. Like go, <laughs> go for the neck. Do you think this guy should be suspended? It's a high well, school girls basketball. This happens. This happens periodically. It's been happening for like decades that they always do this, it's, and it's always the same thing. It's always like, I I just don't get what coaches are supposed to do. Right. Like you're coaching a team that can't score more. You can't score more than two baskets in an entire game. Yeah, this is okay. This is a real thing, by the way. So this is probably a basketball prep school, like good ass players go here and they're playing some fucking small school that has regular children that are just on the basketball team because there's only 200 kids in the school kind of thing. Right. This happened to me in real life, bro. Yeah. I I have an example of this grade eight basketball. I was the point guard. I missed one. Listen to this. I missed one game all season. I had some shit to do. I can't remember what it was. It was something important. And I remember like, sorry, boys, like I can't come to this game or whatever. Like, yeah, no problem. They missed you, didn't they? Oh, did they ever to the tune of about 97 points. They lost like 113 to 10. I come back to school the next day. I'm like, yo, guys, like how'd the game go? My buddy just like shook his head. I was like, bro, dude, (laughs) we lost by 100. I'm like, no. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, dude. He's like, no, I'm dead serious. (laughs) I'm dead serious. I think the school was Leslie McFarlane that we played. They apparently were like actual like college prep kids like that were just destroying a bunch of like five, seven white dudes that were in this rural part of fucking Oshawa. Like, well, I mean, what did you think? Like, you like, oh, that the other team's coach should be like fired for that. Like, how dare he? Like, like how no. dare do? How dare he? What? Like, that's what I don't get. How when dare our like, coach schedule that game? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like if there was a beef, then like call the game. Like, like put a rule in or something. That's like, all right, you're up by fifty. It's over. Like, if you get outscored by fifty points in the first half, you're probably not flipping the tables in the second half and doing the same back. Like. It's yeah, done. It was like, oh god. Don't oh punish the god. coach because your you know league is stupid and unbalanced and all that. And like call it at halftime. Like, all right, you guys clearly won. We're, it's it's fucking 56 to 2 at the half. Well, a lot of leagues, I don't know about this league, but a lot of leagues have like a run clock rule, like a mercy rule yeah. like that, right? And like football, was, we had that too. I think it was if you're up by I think it was 35, something like that. Then it's just run clock the entire game. Like, we're not going to stop the game. We're not going to, like, make you not throw the ball. 
Um, we had well, one game actually where the other team stopped stopped running the ball and started to throw it because their running back was so fucking dominant and we were down. We were like kids, though. We were like 12. It was that Jamal like, Hyman like, guy. Oh, <laughs> hey, he didn't do no, he didn't do so good against my high school team. Dude, we were like 12. We played him when I was like 12. Because the Washua boys were weak. That's why. It was fucking 12, bro. <laughs> Weaklings. <laughs> Grade seven. Nobody's. Like, <laughs> couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the heat. I don't know, man. That's, that's. <laughs> Like you're right. The, the the idea being like if we suspend a coach, like that'll show him is like how is that a punishment? Like it's not his fault that his team's good and the other teams are. You're right. Playing kids who just were like, I'll play basketball. Sure, why not? I like basketball. It's fun. I blame my coach for that loss because yeah, we had no reason, like no fucking reason at all, scheduling that game, and he scheduled it because this guy was an asshole like this. Nice guy. But he tried to like. <laughs> He's an asshole. Nice guy, but an asshole. He tried to he tried to use these as teaching moments for us, right? To be wow. like, we're gonna set you up to fail. Like you have to. He was literally this kind of fucking guy. I remember we played in a tournament once, and he straight up was like, "Yo, Matt, take the point guard one on one. Don't pass the ball. Just like cross him up. Go right at him." Now this kid <laughs> I was playing against was like legit baller. And I can like barely cross over, you know, I'm like, what are you talking, coach? That's a wasted possession. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, just go for it. I'm like, all right. I held my own, didn't score. But point being is he tried to do shit like this, right? He was a, he was an anti-system guy. Doc, this motherfucker wore a communist t-shirt to the war museum in Ottawa. And our grade A class had to be like, hey, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's not a good idea. And no joke, outside the fucking Ottawa mall, like downtown Ottawa, he looked at it and was like, oh my God, you're fucking right. So he went to like a t-shirt, like shop, like, like a hot oh, topic. Cor- all right, well, at least he corrected his mistake. I thought you were going to be like, then he was like, no, all hail comrade. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, why does your grade eight class have to tell you to not wear a communist shirt when our trip is going to the Ottawa War Museum? That's like, true. That's, that's, all right, saying? that's true. Like, you feel like you maybe want to check in the mirror before you head out the door that day. That's that's possibly uh, possibly a... a, a a day you want to consider be more considerate of your wardrobe selection i think but fucking dummy fucking dummy. whoa setting us kids up to fail they should have suspended him clearly no fucking con- no commie teachers in this country my friend how yeah. dare he god all right now we're we're doing we're doing sports so i got a i, I got a quick study for you here it's also football sunday it's the last football sunday regular season football sunday of the year you know it's blown by again so this is an nfl survey for you the new england patriots have one of the saddest and most miserable fan bases in the national football league according to a new survey mass holes fucking mass holes <laughs> that's a separate how answer. the that's hell issue, how the hell right? can you be the saddest fans when you have the most fucking championships in the like our lifetime like because, get the fuck out of here because you're right there's an entire state of people who are perpetually shitty and, and depressed all the time so the survey said the survey conducted was with 2000 NFL fans across the United States and asked them whether they have ever become emotionally upset while watching their favorite team. Matt, have you ever become emotionally upset while watching your favorite team? I've borderline cried. So yeah, I'd say <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans were ranked as the saddest fan base in football. A That's little fair. surprising Is that expectation <laughs> no, versus reality kind of thing. Absolutely. Like right. we're America's team. No, we fucking suck every goddamn year. <laughs> we haven't won since the eighties. Go on. Followed by Patriots fans. Fans of the green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers rounded out the top five. Now, this is the part of it. That was These are the most successful fucking NFL franchises in history. Hey. With recent championships, the Philadelphia Eagles won a championship they shouldn't have fucking won with their backup fucking quarterback and balled out and were the underdog. How are you upset? 
Oh, it's Philadelphia well, where they throw batteries at people and shit. Okay, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's right. They literally like they, you know, insult you. You rescue a family from a burning household, and then in your TV interview, you make sure to insult a Philadelphia Eagles player while you're so at what it. What you're what you're telling me is this is just a list of angry cities. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say that. But the part of the article that part of the survey that got to me was was this. Nearly 60% of respondents indicated that they have cried over a lost game. Others admitted to shedding tears when their favorite player left for a new team. 60%. Really? That's a lot. Cried. Have you, honest, you've been a fan, football fan most of your life, so have I. Have you ever cried after a loss? Oh, wait, and, and as, as an addendum, as an adult. Okay, that's fair. Um, the, no, no, I haven't. I've been never upset, cried after a loss. Never cried. I know you've cried, but after you won and you didn't know I why cried, you were crying. I cried when the Patriots beat the Rams, but I was 10 years old in the Super Bowl. Yes, that doesn't not, count. That does not, not the count. reason. I didn't cry when I did not cry when we lost to the Patriots a couple of years ago because that was just like that game was so boring that. No, but you I cried when you beat the Saints and we're going I, to the Super Bowl. I did cry when when Greg Zerline hit the field goal in overtime. Bitch. Like in no, an I'm emotional kidding. like. <laughs> Yeah, cried like a baby. I'd do it again this year too. If we if we go to the Super Bowl, I will I will weep like a baby. I, I respect on, that. On that way. On I the respect way. your honesty. 40% of fans said that they have turned off games early because they were too sad to continue to watch until the end. I have, yes. And I, I'm actually yeah. I am notoriously I try not to turn games off because you never fucking know what the NFL and I've seen some wild shit even with my own team. But there are certain games when you're down. 45 feel nothing it. to the Patriots in the snow and your team doesn't even look like they want to be there. Yeah. You turn the fucking game off. I was going to say, yeah, I was a Rams fan. Rams were the worst team in the NFL for like an eight year period. There were numerous days. I mean, almost every Sunday, I still watched almost every game, almost every Sunday. It was sitting down to watch a quarter and a half of a game. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then being like, all right, it's 21 to three and we can't get a first down. So he's going to go watch a better game. Now. I think I'm done today. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I 40% seems low to me. So you're telling me that 60% of football fans watch the whole fucking game no, no that's, matter that's what? No, that's bullshit. Everybody's turned a game off. Everybody has. I've never... I left one game early ever in any sort of sporting event ever, ever in my life. I refused to leave early. It was when I was a kid. I was maybe 12 or 13, and I went to a Blue Jays game with my best friend oh. and his mom, and their fucking little cousin was there being a dickhead, and they made us leave early. And the Jays oh, were down by four runs in the seventh inning. And I made them put the fucking game on in the car because I did not want to leave. I'm like, I don't have any. I'm 12. You, and I'm to, not. you wanted to stick it to him. Carlos Delgado and the Jays scored five runs in the last two innings, came back and won the fucking game. I, I, I was so mad. So fucking mad. You bastard. And I've never left a game early since. I, I refuse to. You never you, know, bro. I hope, you, I hope you send them a Christmas card every year to remind them. Can't be that guy. Cannot be that now, dude. One last piece from the study. Respondents ranked the Patriots fans as the sixth most miserable group in the league. You want to take a gander on who is the most miserable? Detroit. Yes. Followed by? I would say Cleveland, but they can't. Cleveland can't be number one because they still have a little bit of pride. Cleveland yeah. number two? Yep. So who do you think is three? Jacksonville. No. You're in the right sphere. You're the wrong. You're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it can't be the like Florida team. Can't do anything right, even though maybe they should be kind of team. Oh, I'm forgetting. This is bad. Big city, big big city. Washington? Nope. It's not Dallas. Bigger. Biggest biggest city there is. New York. Oh, the Jets or the Giants? There you go. Jets. Then the Cowboys the and the Eagles. Okay. 
Wow. So I forget the misery, misery, misery seems to follow like the worst teams. Well, of course. You, you fucking, that shit's brutal to sit through, man. But what I don't understand about the study is Dallas Cowboys are the saddest fan base in football. Detroit Lions are the most miserable. Is there a distinction? Is there is that a difference? Sad is like misery is like is like into your bones and your soul kind of thing. Like uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's like a semantic argument. But I think there really is a difference between the cowboy fan saddom and the fucking Detroit Lion fan <laughs> being sad. Like the saddom. <laughs> Dallas is like we were sold this false promise and we bought it again for the 20th season in a row. And we're just like nine and seven, like fucking what is going on? That's because Dallas Cowboys fans like are, are those fans that they're people who like don't, there's so many of them aren't able to like be functioning regular moderated adults, you know, like when they're, when they're a fan, they like wear a cowboy hat and wear a Jersey and have a chain with a big star and like wear fucking stirrups and like their walls are plastered with, you know, Troy Aikman pictures and all that shit. Like, it dominates their lives. Like, they're not like, oh, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah, go Cowboys. They're like, this is my entire identity is based around this blue star. Absolutely. Where Detroit Lions fans are like, yo, I really like this player, but I don't want to buy his jersey because he's not going to sign back with my team. And I wear a paper bag on my head most of the year. Poor Detroit. Can you imagine being a team where your best players, like, historically have just retired and been like, I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) I just don't want to do this. I just don't want to play anymore. And, like, generationally different, too. Like, like you have some of the greatest players ever, and, like, the decades apart, you're right. They're both like, yeah. I know I'm only 30 and I could play for a long time, but I just want to go home. <laughs> well, the more down, the more I listen to Calvin, his hands are fucked. They're really, he's actually a CBD advocate now, like hardcore oh. into that world. Yeah. Like pushing it, like even brought it up in his hall of fame speech. He's, he's hardcore about that. I'm serious, bro. Mid hall of fame speech. It just lights up. Eventually dog. We're going to get there. I'm so glad to be out of that fucking team. <sighs> oh yeah. Bro. Dog, his bro, his hands look like fucking crooked staircases. Like they're fucked, dude. It's because he was catching Matt. He was catching Matt Stafford zingers all those years. That's why. I was bad wrong. Quote from Tennessee State lawmaker who apologized after trying to pants a referee at a basketball game. What? (laughs) Dude. So a top Tennessee State representative yelled at a game official and attempted to pull his pants down during a high school basketball match Tuesday night. An incident he later called completely stupid in a statement. Now, Representative Jeremy Faison acknowledged that he was bad wrong and hoped to apologize to the official for losing his temper. Tempers flared with seconds to go in the third quarter when a scuffle over a loose ball led to a technical foul for unsportsmanlike conduct levied on each team. Video of the game shows Faison sitting in the stands before making his way to the court as referees attempted to break up the two teams. The report said that Pendleton took Faison to leave the gym. So this guy's been removed after, okay? They're like, listen, you got to get the fuck out of here. Here's a quote. You can't tell me to leave the floor. This was your fault, Faison said to Pendleton, according to the report, before bending down to tug at the ref's pant leg. Pendleton's report said that Faison tried to jerk his pants down and off. <laughs> <laughs> so the fuckers got into a scuffle with the ref and tried to rip his pants down, bro. This is a Tennessee state lawmaker. Why do we consistently have stories? Like, um, maybe it's just all a blur to me now because we've been doing this for, for you know, a year and a half, but how many of these stories are that people who are elected politicians <laughs> all the time? How many of these fucking lawmakers are like complete weirdos. What's going on? 
It's the same guys trying to put motherfuckers in jail, you know, like he absolutely reprehensible activity. And then meanwhile, he's at a fucking high school ball game for his daughter or some shit. It's like, like talking on a grown man's pants. You, ref. Pants your ass, motherfucker. It's a long way from the story we had with that guy who tried to shoot the ref. But I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, fuck. I forgot about on the that spectrum one. of referee abuse. So this is well, this guy's a state representative. Again. You know, he's got it a little bit more together than that. No, are you sure? You sure? No ball, sir. Fucking look, look. <laughs> <laughs> so any punishments or is he just doing the typical like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I was, you Pretty know, I, was, so I took a Xanax before the game or something. And I, yeah, it says know. the guy's pursuing criminally, but this just happened. So we'll, uh, we'll see if he gets charged officially and stuff like that. Cause I don't know, man, panting somebody is a little, uh, well, fucked up, a little well, fucked up, right? Yeah, it seems innocent. Brown man's pants is a little odd. A little odd, right? Like, show me your cock, sir. Like, <laughs> stop it. What are you doing? What are no. you doing? I no, Bert. No, I don't know, Bert. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> We're supposed to be platonic. <laughs> uh, oh fuck. my god, man! How do these people get like? I don't know how anybody can take that shit seriously. Like, yeah. how do you take a lawmaker seriously after that? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, Proposition for the legislature to review today. Uh, I'm putting forward a bill to uh, reform our infrastructure spending within this. Like, uh, aren't you the guy who pulled down the dude's pants? Like, <laughs> uh, I would like the record to show that we uh, uh, don't remember that here. Like, break that from the record. Break. Give me a fucking break. Ugh. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're right, though. It always seems to be politicians. It's not even, like, hockey parents and shit like that. And, like, don't give me an AAU basketball parents. They're bad enough as it is. But then when you got the politicians involved in it, too, doing the same shit, it's like, yo, well, are maybe you supposed it's to be? like, confirmation bias, right? That, like, this shit and happens. The ones that make the news. Yeah. It's news when you're like, oh, who yeah. did it? The fucking, the state rep? Like, yes. Get out of, get out of here with your logic. Get the he's fuck pulling, out of here with that he's shit. He's trying to pull the ref's pants down, this guy. What? All right, that's a news story. Like, write up twelve hundred words. Fucking clowns. Yeah. editor. His opposition's probably just just rubbing their hands together. Thank you so much for that one, you fucking yeah, dummy. Because people people elect each other. People get elected based on their merits. Now that's you know that's. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's the world we live in. Now yeah. I got one more thing in the world we live in. Italy's highest administrative court has definitively barred McDonald's from building a ten thousand square. Out 10,000 square meter outlet in the shadow of the third century baths of Caracalla, one of Rome's most celebrated ancient sites. Oh my God. This one, I just can't like this, this one, I just can't like, I can't. So this is, this is where we're at, right? Building of McDonald's on the grounds of ancient Rome. <laughs> Team Comet. Like, fuck it. Just blow it all. Just fucking end it. Like just trying to get a Roy, just trying to get a Royale with cheese, baby. Oh, man. The court has reached its decision on the basis of, quote, importance of protecting cultural heritage, according to its ruling. Yeah, do you even need to say that? Like, it seems pretty fucking obvious. Uh, apparently Why? you do. How come we can't have it? What? Why are you even fucking asking? Apparently you need to declare that we can't build a McDonald's on an ancient Roman site. And that as a grown man and lawmaker, you shouldn't be pulling down another man's pants in public. It does apparently need to be said. As the ancient baths are located within an area, including the Caffarella Park, Appian Way, and the Roman aqueducts that is protected by regional and national landscape plans, as well as within the UNESCO Protected Heritage Historic Center of Rome. Some things still sacred, barely still sacred. 
just just they were going to build it. They were like on their way to build. They were like, oh, and they had to get blocked out. Oh, yeah, so like fuck, it wasn't fuck. like they they were floating the idea, and then they were like, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. They were literally like, we got the concrete and the men, and we're all they ready started to fucking the start invasion. building. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow your roll, McDonald's. We can't. You you are not allowed to build a drive-through in the Coliseum. Like, oh, really? What about a walk-up window? Just a walk-up window, you know? Can you imagine this shit, dog? You go to the Louvre. They're like, listen, you have to eat your McDonald's outside the room with the fucking, you know, Mona Lisa. Yeah, but I bought it right there. But I, I no, it wasn't this wasn't the only time, by the way. In 2016, McDonald's in another development tried to build in the Piazza del Duomo in Florence. It was blocked by the city's mayor, who said at the time that he did not want a fast food chain at the birthplace of the Italian Renaissance. Oh, man. The whole point of this is that... Spin that for me, will you? The whole point of this podcast... trying to figure out a way to make that funny for you. Try. uh, Yeah, like, the whole point of the podcast is that I'm supposed to just sit here and talk and hear my thoughts. So when I get hit by shit like that and I'm speechless, it's so fucking frustrating. Because it's like, like, what is wrong with these fucking corporations, dog? Like, have a semblance of, like, Nah, maybe we're not going to build it right here. We're no, fucking. But, oh, God. Think how many tourists we could sell cheeseburgers to. Oh, I'm here to see the. Well, I want to see ancient Rome, but I really need a McChicken at the same time. I just can't. Look, I can't enjoy heritage sites. I'm not. I, we could go to the pyramids. We could see, we could see great things, but unless there's a fucking McChicken in my hand while I'm looking at it, it's not worth it for me. Not worth my time. I might as well stay home. Where else am I going to throw my like wax paper garbage on? Like where? Exactly. Exactly. If I can't see the Mona Lisa and and doodle a mustache on her face while (laughs) while you know drinking a Shamrock Shake, I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. (laughs) Shamrock in the left, McRib in the right. What's up? I'm here to see the Coliseum. <laughs> American look, tourists be like, <laughs> look, man, everybody knows the Caesar crossed the Rubicon because he was trying to make it on time for breakfast. You know, McDonald's stop selling breakfast at 10 a.m. We need to hurry the fuck up. That's right. Muster the troops. We got to get to Rome. Yeah, this McDonald's is, in, is closing. Back in time when McDonald's didn't have all day breakfast, you know, ages ago, <laughs> 3,500 years ago. <laughs> When McDonald's didn't have <laughs> breakfast, didn't have all day breakfast. <laughs> oh my, bro! Just end it. End this world. I, I hate that I love McDonald's breakfast and their coffee and shit. Like I support this fuck. I should. I should really stop, but I can't. Huh. I'm just. A, I'm a shit person. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta like start going to like you know little Nigerian family run cough shops that are just around the corner you rather than fucking going be to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, but then I don't want to pay the extra forty cents, right? So it's eh. well, that's yeah, that's exactly how, how much it. a dollar really costs, Dan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, I hate Amazon, but you know who else is gonna drop toilet paper at my door in like forty eight minutes with slave labor? Like, or or a book called Spiritual Interviews with the Guardian Spirits of Biden and Trump. Bro, I came across this. I was at work the other day. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Some guy left this behind and I'm like, oh, there's a book over here. What the fuck is that? So I picked it up. It's called Spiritual Interviews with the Guardian Spirits of Biden and Trump. So this was pre-election, the initial oh, okay. election. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read you the abstract here. This is a what? Japanese author. 
please. As the coronavirus pandemic continues to wreak havoc around the world, the 2020 U.S. presidential election will be a historic one. Here's the reason. Biden and Trump have completely different attitudes towards totalitarian China, who possibly developed the coronavirus as a weapon. In spiritual interviews with the guardian spirits of Biden and Trump, we are closed in on the true thoughts of both candidates to get a forecast of the U.S. presidential election in the form of a spiritual interview with their guardian spirits. We hope you will read and see their differences. Now, obviously, what? I'm intrigued. I'm like, what, what the yeah. fuck is this? Yeah. So it's a chain of books that this guy has written where he literally writes in the form of a conversation that is an interview, not with Biden and Trump, but their guardian spirits Did, that he channels. Not a real thing. Not a real right. fucking not, thing not at a real all. Thing. Right. right. Yeah, apparently yes. it's a real thing. He's got like 400 books. So Man. I open it up, right? I'm like, what the fuck is this? And sure enough, it's written in like, you know, like Hamlet style conversational shit. But what he thinks they would say, bro, right off the hop, right off the fucking hop, guy's pro-Trump, which is fine. Like, you're allowed to have your political opinion thing. But he's covering his own biases with the guardian spirits to be like, now, uh, I'm not biased, right? And the guard, oh, of course not. Ha -ha. I'm the guardian spirit. Of the this person show. I made up says this. <laughs> so it's a whole fucking debate from made up guardian spirit fake things to try to push towards what this guy's agenda and what he believes is the answer on the current situation oh, sold to you available on Amazon did, with great reviews you, of a 4.9 star. <laughs> did tell me you looked it up for real. I did. That's what I'm saying. That's where it's I got, got a 4.9 on Amazon. Four point, I think it's a 4.78, I think is what it was at. Wow. With like I've, 40 I mean, reviews. If there has ever been a, a truer example of how useless five-star reviews are. Fucking that, ridiculous, that. bro. Did you fucking ridiculous? I couldn't. It's not mine. It's another employee's, right? It wasn't like, uh, yeah. So oh, I, can't I thought it was like a, no, yeah, like no, a, it was a, an employee that he left behind. Oh, okay. Well, that person is, I would like you to make friends with that person. <laughs> I gotta find out who it was. I think dog. you should. I just start walking around other employees and just start talking about like guardian spirits until somebody's like, what did you say? Dude, this guy's made a career out of this. Like, he's got a whole series of this shit. What are we doing? Working jobs like idiots, collecting paychecks and retirements and stuff like fucking morons, you know? Doing it all wrong, bro. I just gotta make sure. Little up slices of cheese sell it one to day people. at a time. Yeah. Part in a jar. Fart in a Live jar. A Live a little. Fart in a jar. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Make things up. Fart in a jar. Get on with your life. Oh, get, get just make sure you get a blockchain receipt for it. All right. That's, uh, yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, if it didn't, uh, we all authenticate know. that shit. It didn't happen on the blockchain. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. This has been didn't fucking. Happen. This has been the sixty third audio NFT of the fucking a podcast. My name is Dan. He is Matt. We'd like to thank you for joining us. We'd like to thank you for allowing your, what, what was it? Your spiritual, God, your, his what? Your spiritual, <laughs> what? Spiritual interviews with the guardian spirits. Guardians, we'd like you to, for, we'd like to thank you for bringing your guardian spirits to this episode of our, of our comedy podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you will come back and bring your guardian spirits and bring the guardian spirits of people you know as well to join us again for episode 64. Uh, that will be out next week. Every week, we are here for you. Matt, do you have any? Uh, do you have any parting wisdom before I wrap this up? This is the first time you've asked me in a couple of weeks that I haven't arguably been shitting my pants waiting to end it. So yeah, I have some great, great, great advice for people. Don't eat A and W at two thirty in the morning, and then be shocked that you know you wake up with 
almost distended gut and you have to go to the hospital like fucking Stephanie over here. You're, you're, you're 30 years old now, my friend. Just so you know, the second you turned 30, your body, all the rules changed. I, completely. I, I don't know what's going on, man. My body's breaking down on me. No, you're just, you're just not 22 years old anymore <laughs> and able to like fucking eat half a box of Fruit Loops at four in the morning and wake up feeling fine. Like, like it ain't happening I'm anymore. I'm dying. I'm dying. This uh, has been an organic, homegrown comedy content for your ears. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast. That's all we ask. Clearly, five-star reviews and all that shit are fucking useless, so don't even evidently. bother. <laughs> Just subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And uh, make sure you never miss another episode of uh, Matt and I here yammering on. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast, F-U-C-K-I-N-E-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Email the podcast, F-N-E-H podcast at gmail.com. If you have feedback, stories, do you, uh, do, does your guardian spirit have something it wants to share? Let us know. You can also follow the and follow and listen to the fucking a beat Spotify playlist. All the music that from the intros and the outros of our show go into a nice little Spotify playlist spelt just how the show is spelt. Fucking a beats all one word. Get in on that. It's a good, it's a good playlist. It's yeah, actually it's a, a bomb good playlist. Study to it, run to it, clean your house to it, play it for the family. Conduct Whatever spiritual interviews to it. You know, just go nuts. Absolutely. It's a great Absolutely. background drop. We will see you next week for episode 64. Thanks again, folks. Take care. Matt, say bye. Adios, people. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Just like Celine Dion Catch me if you can, but you'll never catch me Damn, hold lot of yes I am All the way in with no exit plan Already left and the jet don't land Yeah, the time is ticking Could take a racket inside This is highly different I'm talking fly, got a pilot with it uh, Can I mind my business? Why you tripping? Give you something that your eyes can witness Ooh, you too close I don't understand why you're doing the most
Say you're not 